Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Here we go. What you think about. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm thrilled you could join us today. We are going to have a really good conversation about um, adaptive clothing. A lot of people don't even know what uh, adaptive apparel is, and, you know, a lot of us who have been in the industry haven't really seen a lot of classy stuff that's <laughs> out there, and today's going to shake that up as we talk with the co-founder and CEO of Joe and Bella's. But before I introduce him, I always like to welcome our new listeners. Um, If you're new to our show, Alzheimer's Speaks is about sound information, not just sound bites. We like to have real conversations with real people out there. Um, And it's so interesting, the stories we hear all around the world, the service, the products and tools that are being developed because People have been in the trenches and go, why, is, why isn't there a solution for this? And um, so maybe, just maybe, you have a story to tell. We have people living with dementia. We have their care partners. We have a variety of business professionals. We have artists, um, movie directors, singers, songwriters, and researchers, of course, and, and all kinds of different advocates. Everyone is welcome. So just reach out to me at radio at alzheimerspeaks.com if you're interested. And today's show is live, so feel free to call in. I know a lot of you listen after the fact, and that's just fine. But the call-in number is 323-870-4602, and we'd love to be able to field any questions uh, regarding to, you know, dementia or uh, adaptive apparel that we'll be talking about today. I'm going to give a couple of um, shout-outs and do announcements. One big announcement I'm really excited about, I have been um, doing a signature story called Betty the Bald Chicken for years in my in my speaking and training and keynotes. And so many of my uh, audience members have come up afterwards and go, that needs to be in a book form. Well, we're finally, we finally put it together in a book form. And you can uh, pre-order it right now. Just go to alzheimerspeaks.com, click on the book tab. It is basically a story of lessons in how we care. It's designed to teach your children, but I think our children are going to teach us as adults. It's got some great questions, beautifully illustrated, and um, just a fun book that covers not only dementia, because it's not dementia-specific, It can be used for bullying. It can be used for divorce, for all kinds of illnesses, injuries. Anytime someone is feeling just kind of alone and that they don't fit in. Uh, So go check out Betty the Bald Chicken and uh, see what you think there. 
I also wanted to mention that December 8th, I will be out at Artist Senior Living in Woodbury, and I'm going to be doing a presentation. This one's going to be in person on family gatherings, events, and travel, and trying to figure out how to replace those difficult times with joy around the holiday season. So you can find out more information. Again, just go to alzheimerspeaks.com and go to our free educational resources section. And there's um, a specific area for public events. Uh, There you'll also find all kinds of different resources. Um, We've got way over um, a a dozen different programs um, with multiple things that that you can download or watch or listen to, um, all different types of modes there. And that's where you'll also find Dementia Map, which is our global resource directory that has over 150 different categories that you can search. It's got activities, it's got a glossary, wonderful articles, and so forth. But I am going to be quiet here. We're going to hear from the gals at the Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner, and they are going to be talking about the foot bar walker, and then we'll be right back. I love the foot bar walker, and let me tell you why. It is the option for my toolbox that I've been waiting for. Let's be honest. There are some clients who, despite our best rehab efforts, just aren't able to return to performing a sit-to-stand transfer on their own. Now I can offer my caregivers an easier, safer option that doesn't involve hoisting their loved one up from a sitting position. I don't recommend this walker for all of my clients, but I do recommend this walker for those caregivers looking for an easier, safer option with transfers. I would also encourage other therapists to add this walker to their toolbox. It's kind of like having my own mobile parallel bars for the client to pull up on. Whether it's a family caregiver at home helping a loved one with Parkinson's or dementia, CNAs in a long-term care facility assisting their patients, or therapists adapting to client and caregiver-specific needs, we now have a very safe and effective option to offer in the foot bar walker. Check this product out at thefootbarwalker.com. That's it for today from Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner. Have a great day, and don't forget, if you can't do it, adapt it. Well, we are back, and we are going to be talking about classy, adaptive clothing, making life easier and more dignified. And, uh, you know, boy, I was talking to somebody earlier today on how this would have benefited me when I was caring for uh, both of my folks in, in many, many fashions. I wish I would have um, had access to to a line like this. Now, um, so today, let me go ahead and introduce you to Jimmy Zolo. He is the co-founder and CEO of Joe and Bella. And what that is, it's an adaptive apparel brand for older adults. Um, it is really the first contemporary adaptive apparel brand for older adults, which is a big, in my opinion, differentiating factor. They really make stylish, comfortable clothes that are innovatively balanced in terms of form and function. And, you know, that makes dressing easier. If you're doing it yourself because you have a hard time with arthritis um, or if you are a care partner assisting someone else, it really decreases the stress and, and makes the whole process more dignified. And, man, you really can't tell um, these clothes are adaptive from first look, which to me is a, is a big differentiator in and of itself, too. 
So welcome, Jimmy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am excited to have you on the show. I I don't think people realize how much a product like yours can be life-changing on so many different levels. Um, but before we kind of dive into all of that, I want to ask you personally, and I ask everybody who comes on the show this, have you been personally touched in your family or friends um, with dementia? I I have. So my grandfather had Parkinsonia dementia. Uh, it began progressing fairly rapidly um, in late 2012, and we ended up moving him and uh, my grandmother on into a fantastic memory care community outside of Chicago. And then um, around 2019, my grandmother started um, living with um, some cognitive changes as well. And I, during the course of the pandemic, those uh, changes really progressed rapidly. She wasn't diagnosed uh, specifically with, with dementia, but there were some really noticeable changes. So it's, it's impacted my family considerably and, and um, was the inspiration for what we're doing now. Wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing that. Why don't we talk about Joe and Bella? Um, why did you start this company? There's always, I love hearing kind of the inspiration behind, you know, the work. So it, it, it's a long uh, story. Um, it's funny. I, I, I never had any interest in fashion. Um, I am the type of person who likes to wear sweatpants and a hoodie and pretty much the same sweatpants as hoodie as, as long as I can. Um, but during the pandemic and leading up to it, I was running a marketing research business called Collaborata. And we did some really interesting work. Uh, for major brands ranging from Nike to the NBA, but a lot of the primary work we had been doing was with AARP. And we're running an annual study with them called Hacking Longevity that took a future look at aging and longevity and caregiving and was this really impactful project just on uh, all of us individually and how we viewed our lives and where we wanted our lives to be. Um, but at the same time, as I mentioned, I, I, I had been caring for, helping to care for both my, my grandparents. Um, at this point, um, leading up to the pandemic, my grandmother was in a memory care community as well. Uh, my grandfather had since passed. And when we got locked out of her community, as you know, everyone across the country essentially got locked out of memory care communities, nursing communities all across the country, it was terrifying. We didn't know how we were going to communicate with her effectively. We didn't know how we were going to make sure she was okay. We didn't know how we were going to make sure she had everything she needed. So we kind of started Joe and Bella overnight um, as a side project, and it wasn't meant to be what it is now. The original idea for Joe and Bella was, hey, this is going to be a website to allow automatic reordering of essential products just for my grandmother's memory care community during the course of the pandemic. And every dollar we made on top of that was given back to the care staff at this community in the form of a, a staff appreciation fund. Um, and, that, and that was it. That was what we thought we were doing, just a little side project to make sure, you know, like my grandmother and folks we knew really well weren't running out of soap and shampoo and snacks and you name it. Um, mm -hmm. But what ended up happening was, was pretty um, amazing, really changed the course of um, 
what we viewed as a side project. And that was a care partner at the community who was fantastic uh, would allow me to FaceTime with her and she'd go on into my grandmother's room and I'd be able to talk to her. It was the best way to communicate because calling on the phone was often confusing. Going outside and talking, you know, 20 feet apart was was even more confusing and in some ways traumatic because my grandmother would be saying, hey, why come on over here? Why aren't you talking to us? Um, So FaceTime actually worked and it was this really amazing thing. And it also allowed us to have a different perspective of what it was like for her to receive care. And on this particular day, she was cold and the care partner in the room went to go put on a sweater for her. And I'll never forget it. It was the first time in my life I had ever heard my grandmother swear. <laughs> and uh, she dropped she, she dropped an F bomb. It was shocking. Um, at the time, I laughed, um, but then I noticed she was just in tremendous pain, and she was crying. And I called the care partner afterwards, and we 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 learned this. Yeah, this happens every single time she gets dressed. That she getting dressed and undressed and changing and going to the bathroom were without question the most stressful and daunting times of her day. Um, And I remember just being so incredibly frustrated, not at the care partner who did everything exactly right and was patient and gentle and loving, um, but at the situation that, hey, shouldn't there be a way for my grandmother to, to get dressed without having to scream out in pain every time? So... I went online, like any millennial grandson would do, Googled around, found a few websites that sold adaptive apparel. And we'll get into what adaptive apparel is, but it promised to make this process of dressing less painful. I I bought a few items, different websites, sent them on over to my grandmother's community. And I remember being so excited to call her and hopefully see her on FaceTime wearing one of these new tops we got her. And and when, when the FaceTime started she was wearing what she'd always worn and so I said hey what's 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 going on what do you think about what we've got you have you tried it on she said no too ugly <laughs> and that, that, that was all she was saying <laughs> and um, that to us was really the genesis of Joe and Bella because we don't need to sacrifice what we wear based upon our age or our ability or what fits us. Um, my grandmother's personal identity, despite her changes cognitively, never went away. There were days where she wouldn't know my daughter's name, my wife's name, but she wouldn't still know if she felt like herself in the clothes that she was wearing. And that was something that was taken away from her as she aged, and that's something that gets taken away from so many. And as we age and life becomes more unfair, and I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but but as, as things change, one of those things that shouldn't be unfair is clothing and what we wear. And clothes should be more smartly designed for folks of different needs and different abilities and different body types, and that's that's what we're doing. So that, that's that's the quick story, and things definitely progressed uh, pretty quickly from there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I, I love that it's ugly. <laughs> I'm not gonna wear that um, because I mean we all have our preferences, and and so many times I I mean I've heard so many people go the only thing I can find is sweats and and big oversized shirts, you know, and that's not who who they who they are, who they were, how they like to dress, you know. 
um, for uh, on a regular basis. And so that's what I love so much about your company. Now, like you said, not everyone's familiar with the term adaptive apparel. So what type of clothing um, is there available? And in how do people, you know, with memory loss and, and, and other things too, how, how does it benefit them? Absolutely. So adaptive apparel covers a very large array of different types of clothing. And I think the definition for adaptive can be pretty loose because if you look up at the market size in the U.S. of what's the market for adaptive apparel, well, you get a number of about $55 billion. But then if you say, hey, what's the biggest adaptive apparel company, there's no one company that comes up on the list. So, mm-hmm. so a lot of different products get thrown into adaptive. And what adaptive really means is clothes that have any type of modification, any type of unique feature that makes the process of dressing, going to the bathroom, of changing safer, easier, or different than it normally would be. So so a few examples would be something as simple as instead of buttons, having magnets. So an individual who has arthritis or maybe has Parkinson's can, can close a button-down shirt on their own or can snap their jeans on their own. Or it could be um, Velcro, or it could be the way that the product is fit or uniquely designed that reinforces existing dressing behavior. So maybe certain uh, fabrics are used that allow for um, elements of the clothes to sort of snap back onto you so it's easier to dress independently. Um, But I would also like to point out that a lot of adaptive apparel is meant for those um, who are assisted dressers, who need a care partner to get dressed and to go to the bathroom. And those products are often designed, and we're designing our products in mind for, for this use case as well, both for the, 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 the individual who's wearing the clothes, but for the care partner's benefit as well, because it is about keeping everyone safe. The number one uh, uh, workers' comp complaint within senior housing right now is around transfer, so getting somebody out of the bed to, to, to put clothes on, lifting them up to pull their pants up, to, to get them on the toilet, to get in the bathroom. So there's a big opportunity to keep our care partners safer as well, which is, is something that really, really matters to us. Oh, it's huge. And those falls can happen so easy. Yeah. And, and those injuries, um, it, it's just absolutely amazing, you know, the difference that that can, that that can make. So thanks for, um, thanks so much for uh, defining that. Now, for someone with memory loss specifically, um, how do you see this helping them? So uh, there, there are a number of different ways, and I think it always depends on the specific progression in, in that me- memory loss and where they're at in their in their in their journey, but a, a few things. So so number one is 80% of folks um, who have dementia will develop incontinence at some point. So for all of our pants, they are specifically designed to be worn with an incontinence brace, and not only that, they're designed to allow for an incontinence brace to be changed quickly and easily without the pants having to come all the way off, without shoes having to come all the way off. So it's making that, it's really focusing in on that challenge, which is which is a meaningful one. And I think incontinence is a topic that a lot of folks don't like to talk about it because we don't talk about it 
um, from a design perspective. Um, nothing has been designed and really innovated there. Um, but we're just making really great pants that happen to hide where an accountant's brief is and also makes it really easy to change. One of the things that we did was um, in our testing phase was to ensure that um, our model would be wearing an incontinence brief that was empty, then we'd fill it up with a gallon of liquid to make sure that from the naked eye, you couldn't tell that there was anything beneath um, the, the pants. So the type of fabric we use, the type of fit, that, that all plays a factor. So that's, that's, that's one, one um, way we look at it. Then the other, I think magnets are really interesting and, and helpful for, for older adults living with dementia because we'll, we look at things of, of, of just not um, ch ch changing the order and, and make, ensuring that we are reinforcing our natural habits to make sure that, hey, if, if you're buttoning up a shirt and you miss a button, the one you skip over is going to button itself without you and it's going to mm -hmm. snap on its so, so just to sort of ease that challenge of what happens if you skip a step is trying to mm -hmm. find a way to develop and manufacture clothes that, that, that fills in that step for you. Um, so so that those, those are a few things that are top of mind, but um, we can definitely get into a few of the other products that we're working through because it's, it, it, it's a unique challenge, and, and um, we're, we're really excited to take it on. And, one of the other things I would say is uh, top of mind is, is durability really matters. Is you got to be thinking about spills. You've got to be for incontinence. You've got to be thinking about leaking. You've got to be thinking if you're within senior housing of having apparel that's been thrown in a big industrial wash all the time with lots of other products at super high heat. So will it stand up to that sort of pressure? So the durability mm -hmm. of the products is essential for, for, for designing uh, for folks living with dementia. Well, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Now, a lot of times people don't think of, you know, the care partner struggles. You know, it's just like, you know, especially let's say someone's home and they're caring for a parent or a spouse. And it's like, well, that's not that big of a deal. But because most people don't understand how complicated it can be, when someone doesn't know, you know, put your right arm out, you know, or right. or their mobility is limited, um, and how much more pressure um, and angst that can put on, you know, the person caring for them. And depending, you know, there's a lot of people at home where the care partner might have some limited mobility or major arthritis, right. or they're much more tiny than the person they're caring for. All of those things are, <laughs> are added factors um, when, when trying to get somebody dressed or undressed um, with that, with that uh, situation. And I, again, until you kind of see it and experience it, it's hard to sometimes almost explain how complicated it can get fairly quickly. <laughs> and, right. Um, you, you can't say, hey, lift your left arm this way because maybe they don't know which arm is left. And also the, they can't physically move their body in the way that clothes are designed to lift or move. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it, it's, it's such an personal experience having to change somebody and, and, mm -hmm. and ha help someone go to the bathroom. It's incredibly intimate. And if you're doing that with a loved one, it's, it's really hard and, and it can be frustrating. And you can, we, we've heard so many stories of, of folks who are caring for their husband or caring for their wife who they've lived with for 
30, 40, 50 years. And um, it's, it's heartbreaking. One, one of the main reasons why someone moves on into a memory care community is specifically around that process of changing and, and, and families needing a better solution for that because they can no longer physically do it. One, one of the products that, that we have is it's called CareZip. And it's, it's really interesting. So, so it's a, a, a passive three zipper system. Um, and before we, we launched our own products and, and started manufacturing our own, we, we had been selling products from other folks. And one of them was this CareZip's pant um, that was designed and being sold by a woman uh, down in rural Georgia. Her, her name's Molly Dye. And Molly had been selling these pants out of her garage. And Molly won't mind me saying this, but, but her pants were really ugly. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. uh, these, these huge baggy things that came in um, a color called plumberry, which is almost like neon purple. But um, what was interesting was for every pair of pairs that sold, we had never received a return because the utility of the product was fantastic and allowed for loved ones to change incontinence briefs really easily without having to lift somebody up, which is a, mm-hmm. a, a, a really big challenge. Um, and Molly came up with this design and this patent for this three-zipper system because of her own personal experience caring for, for her mother who was living with dementia. And her mother was um, significantly larger than the care partner. And Molly one day was watching um, this care partner who was under 100 pounds really physically struggle and sweat and, and work tirelessly to try and change a brief way too long. And Molly was like, oh, my God, you're spending your entire day just doing this, and you're physically exhausted after it. How are you able to do everything else? Um, so Molly went to work, and she came up with this fantastic patent, and we were lucky enough to partner with Molly and, and bring her patent on over to Joe and Bella, and we're using it in a variety of products that are uh, coming out next year. We've got our first one using it uh, live on Joe and Bella now, and it's just um, a, a really brilliant design. So we're, we're awfully grateful for Molly and recognize her story is, is not unique, and that's why we wanted to get it out there. Uh-huh. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. Um, you know, you've kind of been in talking about this, uh, kind of set the stage for, for what sets you apart, but you want to go into a little bit more detail because I, I you know I think just for me going on your site you really do have a nice variety um, to choose from and it's just more modern it doesn't look like adaptive clothing I mean that's the thing that hit me the most was I like that I, I would I would like to get that <laughs> you know I mean some really cute cute designs and stuff and I liked how you know the shirts wrapped over and uh and, and things so why don't you talk a little bit more about that and and how you how you came up with with uh why you wanted the look and uh and the design itself and how it how it is so different from other companies well, well I'll, I'll, yeah uh, first of all thank you and I, I would say I take almost zero credit for, for, for the quality of how things look that's all all that credit should go on over to our, our lead designer. Her name's Kara something, and she's she's a star. And we, we happen to get really lucky finding Kara. She um, was on the startup design team for Lululemon. She designed the launch line for Fig. She launched uh, a, a fantastic company out of Chicago design for called Public Rec that I love. And um, Kara is about as sought after as an apparel designer as there is. 
And um, she was likely going to pass on working on Joe and Bella because everyone wants to work with Kara. But uh-huh. right before our initial call with Kara, it was her grandmother's 95th birthday, and she bought her grandmother something that her grandmother couldn't wear. And mm-hmm. had it been for that moment, I don't know if we would have been lucky enough to have Kara on the team. And um, since that, we, we kind of go on to say that, hey, for, for those of that are lucky, they, they, they have a Joe and Bella in their life. And mm-hmm. it's that connection that has allowed us to bring in people far more talented than I to, to help build this thing and make beautiful clothing. So, so when we look at what's different, um, Kara would say the first thing and most important thing is it all starts with the fabric. Um, a lot of adaptive apparel that is out there, and I'm not going to um, at all disparage any other brand, but, but, but for those that are interested in finding and buying adaptive apparel, please closely look at the type of fabric that is used because the fabric, to me, is essential that it's printed. Mm-hmm. As we age and our skin thins, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to get tears and rashes. And so Kara spent months and, and months uh, sourcing premium fabric specific for the design that, that was in her mind and the designs that weren't in her mind. So, so it always mm-hmm. started with the fabric for Kara. Then um, it, it comes down to the right fit. So we, we would bring in all sorts of models with different body types to make sure that we, the clothes were properly fit for the exact use case that we were looking for. So, hey, is this a pant that is meant to be for an individual who's in a wheelchair for a significant period of time? Is this a pant that's meant for an individual who is up and walking around or they laying down in bed. So, so knowing that was sort of that next phase. And then um, I would say the final for us, uh, b- before we even get into the uniqueness of closures and things like that is it's got to look good. <laughs> People have mm-hmm. to feel good about what they're wearing. And so we've taken a, a modern approach to colors and styles and fit. And um, we're awfully excited about it, but Kara is, is fantastic. And so there's, there's a lot that differentiates us, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's kind of Kara. She, she, she tends to be our secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. Uh, that's, uh, well, it sounds like you just have a, an absolutely brilliant team, you know, that you've, that you've built. What, what do you hear back from people at all uh, using your products? I would imagine you must get some kind of response. We've been getting so much and it's been, it's been really exciting. It's, um, it's so different from my previous business where you're doing parking research and you kind of do this research and then you're on to the next product with, with Joe and Bella. And I'm sure it's the same for you and anyone else who works professionally in this world is it's an incredibly emotional experience and people will call into us um, thanking us and, and, or people will call into us and saying, Hey, I, I've looked at your site. This is what my, spouse is living with this is what my mom or my dad is is going through what do you think and a lot of the time it's something we hadn't thought about and so we're collecting all of this feedback and now designing products based upon what we're hearing and what we're learning and it's this sort of amazing collaborative environment um, that we've been able to to foster so far and it happens to be that the person that answers most of our phone calls is is a former nurse in a memory care community um, where mm-hmm. she had been working up through the pandemic. And 
she she joined us because she she had been dressing and undressing and changing folks and helping folks go to the bathroom and it's something that Taylor uh, um, on our team had had lived with so so when they call in and, and and explain what a loved one is going through what they're going through personally um, we're able to speak that language and really empathize because everyone on our team has has gone through that um, mm-hmm. so it's been really really exciting to see and our our goal with what we're doing is. Is, is number one to, to listen when, when we answer the phone, but but also to continue to develop products that that, that serve two main purposes. It's, it's about extending independence, so allowing individuals to live independently or with limited assistance for as long as possible, or it's about easing how challenging assisted dressing can be um, and just making that process way, way better. We know there, there hasn't been a study done since 1999 on this. We're working to get a new study done on it, on how long it takes to change a resident living in a memory care community. And the last study done said somewhere between 17 and 22 minutes, depending on the individual, which is a significant portion of the day if you factor in the amount of time then they're going to the bathroom or changing incontinence brief. So if we can cut into that time, um, we're we're, we're giving people their time back. We're giving them their day back. We're giving them their dignity back. And the caregivers then, or the care partners, have more time to do what they do best, to engage with the residents, to get, engage with the people they're, they're helping. And um, that's something we're awfully excited about. So, so fingers crossed we can get a study um, completed by Q1. It's, it's something we're working really hard on. Well, that's cool. I was going to say, you know, I just had on the radio um, Kelsch Communities, and they have the Kelsch um, Innovative Labs, and I was thinking, oh, gosh, that might be something that they're interested in. And they, um, a lot of times, they will take the the products themselves and and test them out um, within their community settings, Um, but they might be somebody of interest for you. Uh, to consider if you don't have if you don't have a study so, lined up yet. So uh, you may have read my mind. I I absolutely love the folks at Kelsch. Uh, mm-hmm. ben, Benjamin, I'm I'm assuming it's Benjamin Sermi who who is on yep. here, who's absolutely fantastic. Um, he he is one of my absolute favorite people to learn from in this space. He is just amazing. So our goal is absolutely to actually partner with Kelsch on this. Um, they they they're the people to do it. They are so innovative. They are so caring. And um, my my grandmother actually happened to live during the pandemic at at a Kelsch community outside of Chicago. So we are um, as as big believers in Kelsch and Kelsch Innovation Labs as as they come. Okay. Oh, small world, small <laughs> world with things. Yeah, they they are doing really really cool cool stuff out there for sure. And I think that that is. Um, you know, especially since COVID hit, you know, we we don't have near the respite. We are short on staff in just about every area of life. But when it comes to healthcare, it's it's pretty severe out there. And we've got to be able to make things easier and more comfortable and reduce risk, you know, because I mean when you're when you're dealing with dressing somebody, you're dealing with balance. Um, you know, and right. somebody could could crash and fall real easily. Um, so yeah, there's just so many different different um, aspects to consider. But I think timing, and I think the other thing that 
that I'm hearing from companies is they are really open to like learning what is going to make my staff's job easier. What's, what's, what's going to make it more pleasant. So they want to show up. And if you have to struggle in, sometimes those things can get a little combative. You know, if someone's not understanding what you're doing and why you're doing it, what are you bending my arm like that for? You know, where they're behind them doing something and they don't remember who's behind them. All of those things come into play and can cause some, you know, aggressive reactions sometimes from people. And, uh, you know, all of that can really help with this, with, with your type of product that is, that is out there. Um, now, do you think the, the industry as a whole is starting to become more innovative? I know you guys are, but um, what, do you, what do you see of, of competitors out there? Do you see them willing to change? Because like I said earlier, you know, when my mom was in the nursing home, and she's been gone since 2014, and initially she was able to wear regular clothes, and then it was like, nope, we just need big open, no buttons, pull over the head type thing. And pull over the head doesn't always work for people either. But it was it right. was in in stretchy pants. And um and you know, they were always cotton and comfortable and and things like that. But that was like all I could find. You know, I didn't really have a choice. I would say it's a really interesting time for adaptive apparel because in a lot of ways adaptive apparel is having a moment. People are talking about it. This has been an industry that's been around for decades that has never really popped. It's, if you ask the average person what adaptive apparel is, eight out of ten wouldn't know the fray. They could probably figure it out by, based on the implication of it, however. But it, it's just a space that hadn't had a lot of momentum. That started changing during the pandemic, which is really exciting to see. And there's some brands that are doing incredible work. So um, there's Slick Chicks that is out of New York, who I absolutely love. Their founder, Helia, is an amazing entrepreneur, tremendously innovative, and she makes all sorts of adaptive. She started with just underwear, but she's moved on to outerwear as well, uh, specifically for women. There's a shoe brand out of California called Friendly Shoes that make these really clever um, and fashionable um, side zipper shoes that are, are just fantastic. Um, and um, most notably, I guess, would be Kim Kardashian has even launched an adaptive apparel line recently. Um, through, oh. um, yeah, through Skin. So, so, so there's this really interesting moment that is happening right now where people are talking about it, people are taking notice. Um, and there are also folks like Tommy Hilfiger um, who are getting involved, and Nike's getting involved to a degree. But where there is a tremendous disconnect is older adults and specifically older adults living with cognitive changes. Mm-hmm. So everything that is getting venture funding um, is designed for a younger audience. And, mm-hmm. and that makes sense to me to a degree. It makes sense to me because venture investors, private equity investors, angel investors tend to invest in spaces that they know really well. And um, they, you know, if you're a 35-year-old and you're getting pitched by a 30-year-old for a 30-year-old, for a brand that's meant for 30-year-olds, that's going to be an easier market to understand than the market for 80-year-olds and 90-year-olds. And 
And because of that, there's this, this tremendous delta between what's coming out that is quality and innovative and exceptional for younger adults and what's coming out that's available for older adults. Because there, there, mm-hmm. there's very big differences, not just style, but how our bodies change as we age requires significant design differences and significant mm-hmm. challenges along that design process. It's not just like, hey, we need to change sizing. It's kind of have to change everything. Um, mm-hmm. So what I would say is I'm encouraged that adaptive is having a moment. Um, I'm not surprised that uh, older adults have been left behind, but but we're hoping to do something about that. And, and we're, we, we're confident that we're going to make a, a pretty big wave in this space, which will incentivize the venture community, the private equity community, the angel investor community to take a second look at brands that are looking to serve older adults and those living with cognitive changes or mobility and motor changes as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because as you know, we touched on previously, um, if you're just looking at uh, Nurse, uh, nursing staffs and care partner staffs. Um, 10,000 Americans turn 70 every single day. Two-thirds of them have one disability, and two-thirds of that number have multiple disabilities. By 2033, there are going to be more Americans over the age of 65 than under 18 for the first time ever. We, at the rate at which we are going, and the churn that we are seeing among nurses and care professionals, um, we, we've got a crisis on our hands. Um, mm-hmm. so, 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 so our success hopefully, uh, will lead, uh, to other brands and hopefully not direct competitors, but, 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 but if so, that's great for everybody. We, we, we believe in a rising tide that, um, will lift up this space and bring more attention to it because we could help people. And frankly, it's, uh, you know, to, 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 to keep allow individuals to live independently longer is the goal. So there are plenty of other products and services that are not competitive with us that, that also need to get that, that notice and that recognition. So that, that's my um, soapbox moment. But <laughs> Okay. Well, that, you know, it was interesting because when you were talking, um, one, I, I had a note because I wanted to know, what was the name of the company with the side zippers again on the shoes? They're called friend, uh, Friendly Shoes. Friendly Shoes. Okay. Um yeah, and then when you mentioned the like Tommy Hilfiger, and I'm thinking, well, you know what, people, you know, a lot of these companies are are older brands, and their you know their leaders are aging, and so they're feeling some of the pain probably, or seeing it and noticing it with friends and family um, around them as well, and so I, I think that that is helping open this up and. I think, you know, more and more of the taboo about this is going away and people are realizing, um, you know, that a person who has a disability um, shouldn't be shunned, you know, it's uh, who, and and sometimes it's not even a formal disability. Maybe it's due to um, a a short time, you know, recovery from a surgery or something like that. But you need, you need something that's going to help you survive (laughs) that process and still be able to socialize and feel good about yourself. And I think that that is, you know, one of the worst detriments when someone has a condition long-term or short-term is, you know, that depression can roll in and people can pull back and they don't feel comfortable and, 
you know, they, they know they're not dressing the way they used to. And, you know, if everyone else is feeling, you know, a little more dressed up, um, that can be a un- fairly uncomfortable setting for people and to make them, it's another way to make them feel less than. And so it's, it's nice that there's an evening of the, the playing field, you know, coming to be, because I don't think people think about the psychological aspect of this. I, I think people can, when you explain it, they can see the physical um, process, you know, because you can, you know, you can see that um, and people can emphasize, um, have some empathy with that in terms of it taking longer and, and things. But I don't think they really think about the emotional side of not feeling like you fit in. And clothing, you know, can really make or break us, especially nowadays, you know, <laughs> in terms of what shoes, what shoes are you wearing? What pants are you wearing? I mean, the kids themselves, I mean, they really go through all of that stuff. I mean, when I grew up, I'm, I'm older you know, we uh, we kind of wore what we got, <laughs> and and we didn't have as many name brand things as there are today, and there wasn't that status attached to it. Um, but I think over time, you know, that changes too, even for older adults. Um, so I, I I don't know. Do you have you thought about that aspect of? I, I know you mentioned the dignity, but the potential yes. depression and isolation aspect of it we, we we have a lot thank you for bringing that part up it's um it's really important to us and it's really personal to us and you know from, from a from my that, that, that if i were to use myself as an example who i wear my same sort of sweat joggers every day and a t-shirt and if i have to be on a zoom i throw a, a, a bonobos button down on top of that if mm-hmm. if all of a sudden i had to move into a new place and mm-hmm. not cook for myself and eat meals a certain way. And on top of that, um, I was given apparel that was not mine and made me uncomfortable. It would be mm-hmm. a bizarre out-of-body experience. And these are individuals who are going through that experience while living with significant cognitive decline or, or some cognitive change and, and, and um, the emotional stress that, that can play on an individual is, is meaningful and unnecessary. And, and there have been plenty of studies that have come out in recent years that have tied um, the acceleration of, of cognitive change to stress. And, mm-hmm. and, um, we know the most stressful moment in someone's life, later stage of that third act of their life is moving on into a different uh, memory care community or senior care community if they happen to do so, or whether that be downsizing or bringing in a care partner into their home. That's, that is such a significant change. And if that change comes along with all of these other changes, it, 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 it can accelerate um, cognition. Uh, changes mm-hmm. and, and so it's something we talk a lot about and that's why um, that's why we're really cognizant about making sure it fits right for different types of people because mm-hmm. making sure the colors are what the type of colors that are modern that if you go on any major brand for for that would sell to older adults that we're not we're not 
going to do anything that's outlandish. And if you look at me, what, what's available now, you, you see some ridiculous colors and you see some r- ridiculous patterns and you see that a lot of the times it's like they're putting a bag over somebody and calling it a shirt or calling it a sweater. And, mm-hmm. and that's dehumanizing. It's, 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 it, it almost feels like even if someone's staying in their own home, it almost feels uh, as if they are being institutionalized based upon the apparel that they are now forced to wear. And mm-hmm. we want to fight against that because um, I, don't, I don't know how much research has been on the topic, but, but I believe our personal identities remain. And that's something that we always know and feel. And, and, and our apparel is part of that. And, and for some people that could be, you know, my, my grandmother liked to wear, wear a dress and high heels and makeup every single day. My, my grandfather, all he wanted to do was wear a hoodie and jeans. And mm-hmm. so, so it's not one size fits all. And that's why we're really focused on bringing out a, a range of products to the market that, that can, can help people, especially as boomers continue to age who have a very different uh, fashion sense than, than their parents' generation. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, uh, yeah, so, so, so long answer is, uh, but, but the answer is yes, it's, the 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 emotional element is incredibly important to, to what we're doing. It is about making people feel good about who they are, uh, regardless of the stage in life. Yeah, and I think sometimes, especially in, in later stages and when people maybe can't speak up, and people just make decisions for themselves and they don't always consider who the person is or what the person would have wanted and you know you just kind of grab the easiest um easiest thing to work with but you know when your loved one or the person you're caring for looks dignified and happy it, it just changes the mood of everybody in the room right. and there it really is a huge huge ripple effect and i and i um i i just think it's so critically important that we never ever you know forget that forget that piece um well, like I said, I I was just so impressed. I really urge our audience to go to your website, joeandbella.com. They're also on Instagram at Hello Joe and Bella, on Facebook as Shop Joe and Bella, and they are TikTokers as well at Shop Joe <laughs> and Bella. I haven't ventured on TikTok myself yet. I just there's so many <laughs> platforms out there. I know that I should. Yeah. Is there is there anything else that you want to share with the audience? We, we have about 10 minutes left, um, but we can always wrap up a little early, too. I just want to make sure that we cover um, everything that you feel would be important for our audience to hear. Sometimes people go, oh, you know what? There's another story I'd like to tell about a about a product. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah I'd, I'd love also, you're just talking about, the other people in the room and to give a really quick story about that my uh uh one of my mentors and uh one of our advisors she's on our advisory board for joe and bella her name is sevi petra she's the ceo of priority life care which is a fantastic network of care communities throughout the country um she um when she was looking into whether or not she wanted to be an advisor and partner with us and what we were doing and be on our board and all that sort of stuff she, she, without letting us know, bought um, some Joe and Bella apparel, 
and gave it to her mom, who was actually a, a hospice nurse at the time. And mm. um, and it was really, really interesting. So typically, um, you, you, you go into hospice, and it, the, the, the stories hit especially hard for me because around the time this had happened, my uh, my wife's grandfather had, had just passed away. It was a long... Um, sort of week-long hospice experience, but it was it was beautiful. We got to go in every single day and spend time with him. My, my, at the time, she was about 14-month-old daughter, was able to crawl up on bed with him and, and make him laugh. And she, it, was, it, was, it was beautiful. But you'd go on in there, and he'd be wearing the blue hospital gown that, that everyone mm-hmm. knows. And, and so Sevi said, hey, it, um, her her mom swapped out the blue hospital gown for our adaptive apparel, which essentially for, for the tops, in, in this case, it, it works the exact same way as a hospital gown, but it looks like just a normal T-shirt, and then you have normal pants on. And she said that um, it changed the mood in the room immediately. And you could see it. The, the, the individual in hospice looked like more like themselves. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was just a really beautiful story, and it, it's it, it, it's something I think about almost every day about how can we ensure that we are designing products that 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 live up to that moment, where mm-hmm. this may be the last memory that that you have with somebody. How do you want to see your father or your mother or your spouse in those last moments? And not to, not to get too deep, but that that was. Um, something that really stuck with me. Okay. Well, that, uh, yeah, that's really, um, it is important because it, it puts everything back into perspective and it makes it, it brings back a normalcy and it's one less way for things to stand out as being different. You know, when, when you've got clothing that, that fits in and when, when someone you love or is caring for is feeling good, it does, it does. It makes a big, big difference. And it also makes a, a huge difference in who will come back to visit, I think. Because there's a lot yeah, of people yeah, yeah. out there where it's like uh, they're not the person they were and they have a really hard time with those differences. And sometimes it's scary because they feel like it could be right around the corner for themselves. I think some of my, my parents' friends um, pulled back not because they didn't love them. I knew they loved them dearly, but it, but it scared them. It, it scared right. them seeing their friend get old, knowing, hey, we're the same age, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> if, if this can happen to them, this could happen to us too. And uh, so I, there's there's so many overlaps with all of this. Well, again, I can't thank you um, enough. One of the things we were talking before we hopped online was the the inner zipper. If someone's wearing briefs, can you talk about that just just briefly on how that can ease the process of of changing somebody? Yeah, absolutely. So this is the Carozips uh, pants on our site. We have them available for both men and women. And if you go to Joe and Bella, you'll see. Uh, the image and videos of it where there are side snaps in zippers and mm-hmm. a zipper on the left side that goes all the way down to about the knee, um, which is typical for a lot of adaptive pants. Some go all the way down. 
What's unique about these is there's actually a third zipper essentially underneath the crotch, and it, mm-hmm. it wraps all the way around the pants. And so if you then unzip all three of those, um, the care partner can quickly, easily, safely change an incontinence brief without the pants having to come off, without the shoes having to come off, without having to lift somebody out. Uh, you can sort of uh, uh, gently roll and, and change, which is just a, a, a really sort of efficient um, 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 change from traditional apparel or even other, other mm-hmm. types of adaptive apparel. But these pants also work really great for, for, for maybe men who need um, external urinals, so you can just do that third zipper, uh, or if there are any other medical devices that would need access. It gives a really uh, simple, discreet way to um, uh, have access. And um, the pants are have what's known as a crosset fit, so there's extra room in the crotch uh, uh, to, to, to make sure everything's fit and, and the fabric is is extra stretched too, so it's it, it stays okay. comfortable regardless of what's going on with the uh, the brief and how full it is. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. I can't believe. Uh, well, I can believe because all the hours just fly by because I, I just think <laughs> all these conversations are so interesting. Um, so again, people check out Joe and Bella and Anne spells out. Uh, dot com Joe and Bella is you'll see just tons of stuff and I know you'll be just as impressed as I am. Again, they're on Instagram as Hello Joe and Bella, Facebook and TikTok as Shop Joe and Bella. I hope you guys have a blessed week and I know this is Thanksgiving week, so um, cheers and blessings to everybody. Um, live with gratitude and we will we will see you in the near future. Thanks again for what you're doing, Jimmy, and keep up the the wonderful work. I'd love to stay in touch and and have you back on the show again as uh, as you expand and uh, your product line seems like it's always changing. You guys are open uh, to feedback and uh, just making your products the very best they can be. So uh, again, thank you so much for stepping into this space. It's it's really really needed. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Would, of course, love to be back. And anyone who wants to give us feedback about anything, that's, please reach out. That, that, the, the goal is we, we want to be a community. We want to learn. We want to grow. And we want to improve. So, so don't hesitate to uh, share any and all thoughts about what we're building. Okay. Well, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we will talk soon. For our listeners, please like, click, and share. I know you know people that this could really help. And, man, everyone needs the stress reduced. And we all feel a little better when we're in clothes that we we feel show us off a little better, you know, and that we fit in. So, again, check out Joe and Bella's. Bye for now. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.